in the church, many refer to today's feast as the Pascha of summer, the summer Pascha. And most people that don't know believe it's old. They call it summer Pascha because you see the church is full, even the balcony. And they say it's like Pascha. But that's not the reason they call it summer Pascha. The reason they call it summer Pascha is because if you look at the back of the church on this side, that's the icon of the Dormition. It's basically the same icon as the one that's decorated as the big mural on the wall. And in the church, today's feast is called the Dormition, which literally means the death, the falling asleep. In Orthodoxy, we don't refer to death so much officially as death, but we refer to it as a falling asleep, a Dormition, from the Latin word dormitio or dormitio, dormitory, a place where, where students sleep. Just like the Greek word kimisis, that's where the word cemetery comes from, a place of sleep, not a place of death. Because a place of sleep, those who are asleep, it's assumed they will at one point rise up again. If you're dead, you're dead. So, Panagia, it's a bit strange that we celebrate her death, her falling asleep, her dormition, her kimisi. And it's a celebration. You see people decorate icons, they bring flowers and put it in front of Panagia's icon. There are celebrations in Greece that last days, Panihiria. Half of your Korea probably have Panihiria now, yeah? And it's a bit strange that we have these celebrations to commemorate her death. And many of you may know this, but I'll tell you something that some of you may not know. All of the feast days in the church, the name days, St. George, St. Demetrius, St. Haralabos, St. Basil, St. John Chrysostom, St. John the Baptist, all of those feast days that we celebrate, we celebrate, celebrate them on the day of their death, of their falling asleep. We don't celebrate St. George April 23rd on his birthday. April 23rd is the day that he was killed, he was martyred. And we celebrate those days because, especially today for Panagia, it's a reminder of the hope that we have that if she goes from life to life, meaning from life to paradise, to heaven, that we celebrate the same hope, that we too will live this life, hopefully by God's grace, that we too will go from life to life, meaning from life to death to paradise. In the church, many times we have an opportunity to be reminded of the importance of life and the importance of repentance and the importance of love and peace and joy. And today in this summer Pascha, it's an opportunity for us to remember what is important in life. Many times we say this, you're probably tired of hearing me say this, we can't get stuck on the small things, on micropragmata. We have to focus on the big things in life, on our relationships, on our soul, on our uh, family, on our friendships, the little things aren't going to matter forever. In fact, they probably don't matter much now. It's only within our own minds that they matter. In the Gospel today, you see that Christ went to Martha's house and He saw Mary and Martha, her sister. And Mary came and sat, it says, at His feet and she listened to Him teach. And Martha came and what did Martha do? Emisimaste Martha's naxerete. Tolemesimaste. 
were Martha. Martha came and said, she complained. She says, I'm working, and my sister's sitting with you by your feet. Tell her to help me. And what did he tell her? Martha, Martha, merimnas ketirvazis. You are distracted and anxious about many things. But he says only one thing is necessary. Only Christ is necessary. Everything else in our life is unnecessary. It doesn't mean we shouldn't have anything else. We shouldn't do anything else. It means that we shouldn't be anxious about anything else. If we focus on Christ, if we focus on God, if we focus on salvation and becoming more and more like Him, nothing else will make us anxious. Nothing else will distract us. Only Christ will be on our mind. And if Christ is on our mind, we will have real happiness, real peace, real joy. We have to believe that God knows what He's doing for us. Every time we say the Lord's Prayer, we say, let your will be done. You know what that means? May whatever you want to happen for me happen. But you know what we do? We say the Lord's Prayer, and then five minutes later we go and we pray, and usually our prayer is not a real prayer, but it's a babbling of how we want to change God's mind, what we want to happen. It's okay to pray for things. It's okay to ask for things. But we should always say, if it is your will, let it happen. God knows better than me and better than all of us. And he'll, he'll guide us the right way. Today is a celebration of the mother of God, her obedience, her sacrifice, her humility, her respect. Many times, the Greeks do this a lot. You know, you know what they'll tell me? They'll say, do you know so-and-so? And I'll say, no. They say, you know, you should talk to him. He can help the church. He has a big truck. And I'll say, I, I don't know the man. I'm, I can't just call this man and ask him for a truck. I'm not good at asking for things anyway. And they'll say, do you know his mother? I say, yeah, I know his mother. Ask her. If you, if, if, if you ask his mother, she'll make him do it. With Panagia, that's why we have this, this tradition, this culture of running to Panagia. Because we know that the Panagia intercedes for us to her son and our God, to Christ. We don't see Panagia as God. We know she's not God. She was a human being just like us. But because of her relationship to Christ, her holiness by God's grace, we go to Panagia to intercede to Christ. We go to Christ, of course, as well. We don't skip Christ at all. But just like the Greeks say, sometimes you go to the mother and she'll influence the son. So for Panagia, know that when you need something, Panagia will never abandon us, never leave us.